Hey fam, this week's episode is brought to you by Easy Days Online Store. Hey yo, welcome to the show. And if you ain't know, well now you know. I'm out of here. If you don't, we don't give a damn. Hey yo, hey, yo. listen hey, yo. to this hey, fam. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Off the door right there. Off the side. Hey yo, welcome back to another episode of the Hey You Listen to This Fam podcast, where we talk about film, TV, hot topics, and all things you get throughout the week. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin J. Stone. And I'm Maria the Creative. And our other host is out serving the country right now, Steph the Director. Steph Corsese. Corsese. Corsese, yeah. Yep, yep. All right, so Maria, how you doing? I'm okay. How about yourself, Kevin? I'm good. You know what? I, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm trying to get my energy up. I'm, but I'm good. I'm good. Listen, I'm with you there. <laughs> uh, I felt a little tired today, yeah. so. Hey, Hey, but we here, you know, this is one we of my best here. best uh, times of the week. That's know? right. That's right. <laughs> so we're about to get it started, but we got to get into these quick updates, and we're starting with mm-hmm. Easy Day. Because it's the only way. That's right. So two uh, Easy Day updates for you. First, make sure you're subscribing to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Easy Day ENT, and checking out all the content that we have over there for you guys. We got new content dropping, and a Killmonger uh, fan, ser- uh, fan film, fan series. Fan series. Fan series just dropped the trailer for that just dropped uh, a teaser trailer just dropped for that yesterday so check that out mm-hmm. um and b- make sure you stay tuned for all the other stuff we got coming over there so again easy day or youtube.com slash easy day ent trailer was fine yeah it yeah. was yeah. it was i mean stefan is the king of freaking yeah. trailer uh editing and, and what have you man it, it it's just it looked like uh network quality yeah it, it always does i expect nothing less okay <laughs> exactly and shout out to joey um who's the uh, lead in this project yeah um so we're, we're really excited and guess who's going to be playing young killmonger mm-hmm. i ain't gonna tell y'all but it's somebody <laughs> very special and i'm really really excited and if you listen closer to the trailer you'll hear a familiar voice in the trailer I ain't gonna tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, just, it's real quick. Real quick. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> um, another update. Make sure you're getting your Easy Day merch. It is out. Go to easyday.com. Mm-hmm. Get that merch. T-shirts. That's with right. I, was it? I am the director. No, it's a uh, director, director, producer, producer. Uh, makeup artist. Um, any, any, anything we can actually custom make you a shirt. Like, yeah, I need, you, I need an actor one. Yeah, if you want an actor one, we have some actor T-shirts. Um, we also have a shirt that, um, that plays off of the stereotypes that actors have to face. Mm-hmm. As far as I, this is, I am not a, um, thug, a thug, drug dealer, a drug dealer, slave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> those things. But um, it's really uh, dope merch. We also have one of our um, popular shirts, which is. Um, Black filmmakers matter, okay. and we actually have those in two different flavors. It's the black and white, and then we have the Juneteenth baby. Ooh. Ew. I need one that says I'm a frequent customer of the pink. Ew. <laughs> no, you they probably down see in the pink. Yeah, mess around, sue our asses. <laughs> um. Also, uh, my boy Carlton T. Clay, a film just dropped this week or dropped today actually. Yeah. Um, well, by the time you hear it, it'll been out already for a while. But uh, it's a film he has called Redemption for Easter. I had the mm-hmm. pleasure of seeing it before it dropped out. Nice. Uh, oh, before it dropped. And uh, yeah, it's a good film. Um, check it out again. It's on Tubi, the new streaming service. It's kind of up and coming, but you know, mm-hmm. a lot of good things up there. And you know, my film is up there. Uh, yeah, Reindeer Games. That's right. A lot of films. Then a lot of films that have been out, uh, of course, in on in the major uh, theaters mm-hmm. out there as well. Um, 
So check it out. You know, it's, it's like a streaming service, service uh, Crackle, where you have commercials every now and then. But mm-hmm. with Tubi, they don't have a lot of commercials. So yeah, it's, it's good. You, and you get a lot of time in between the commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, Redemption for Easter again on Tubi. That's T-U-B-I, streaming service. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, make sure y'all uh, run them numbers up, man. Yeah, run those numbers up for all that. That's right. Um, and then uh, I'm excited to say this week I have no deaths to report. Yay! For the past, I want to say month, month and a half, we have reported deaths every episode, and I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on, <laughs> but Mother Nature has calmed down and and said we, we all going through enough. We're gonna we're gonna let y'all live this week, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But next week, look out, we're gonna let y'all live this week. <laughs> I know. I, I got somebody. Anyway, continue. Oh, you do. Oh, okay, I ain't got them on the list. <laughs> uh, no, they here, they physically here, but they're spirited. Oh, oh okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Spirit dead to the bitch. And also uh actors, uh, you know, models, performers. Maria is doing headshot photos. Come on now. You know, get your headshot session headshot session in. <laughs> Here's a tongue twister for me. Um and uh yeah, so check that out. I mean, you know, she's affordable. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I, as I said before, I use her headshot. All the time, uh, it's been getting a lot of uh, action. One of my users, yeah, like all the time, it's like my go-to. <laughs> I now even have it in my email signature, so when I like Whoa. send emails, it mm-hmm. has like that with my links to everything. Um, so yeah, you make sure y'all are supporting dope photography, Thank black you. woman photographer, and Godbox Productions. Um, also, I uh, today. I was uh <laughs> I was off work today, so I was at home. I was like, I need you know, I need to get this YouTube channel back up and popping. I don't really promote my YouTube channel that that much because of the fact that I've been slacking. <laughs> so <laughs> like you know, I, I was like, I need to step my game up. So I planned on today I was gonna stack shoot like a couple of monologues so I can have them you know up in the chamber whenever I was ready to release them and just schedule them to come out. But then I had an audition I had to do, so I did that instead. But I did create a new intro, not an, not not opening theme, but an intro for when I do come back. Mm-hmm. And you know, I got some music to it, I got some you know, little little yeah. fancy type of thing. I'm trying to, you know, trying to step it up. All um, right. Well, we looking so, forward to yeah. it. So, yeah. So sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm a, you know, YouTube. Uh, what's my YouTube? Real world. <laughs> <laughs> real world of twenty one. Real world of twenty one. <laughs> or just it's YouTube.com slash real world or twenty one. Uh, that's real world er twenty one. Uh, and uh, or just twenty one. <laughs> yeah. No savage. Um, yeah. <laughs> or, or you can just uh, YouTube search for Kevin J. Stone. You'll find me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, are you going to tell us about your project? The trailer that just dropped? Oh, yeah. We can talk about the trailer that just dropped. So I did an animated film um, last year, late last year. Well, probably like during the summer. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was definitely hot. It was like July. Uh, film, animated film called Big Adventures of Lil Slick. It, um, uh, this is my first, not voiceover role, but my for, my first animated film where mm-hmm. I've done voiceover work for. And the trailer just dropped today as well. And um, I'm going to be putting that on my Instagram page. So my Instagram page as well. So if you uh, want to see that, you can follow me at Kevin J. Stone on IG. Um, or you can check it out on the uh, actual production company's uh, website, which is Mobo Entertainment. That's M-O-B-O Entertainment.com. And okay. um this the website has been redesigned, and they also have a streaming uh, service as well called mm-hmm. Mobile, uh, the Mobile Streaming Service, which is where the film will be uh, streaming. So uh, check that okay. out. That's another Black film uh, streaming service. Yeah, we're excited. I want to see yeah. it. 
So congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then in other news, uh, the Twilight Zone reboot that Jordan Peele was doing mm-hmm. um, has been canceled. Why? Uh, well, uh, they're moving on. Well, it was on the CBS All Access streaming service, which they're rebranding at, uh, to Paramount Plus, and that's going to be uh, launching on March fourth. So this I heard Thursday, about yeah. that Paramount Plus. Yeah. So it's do just... you think they are going to give um, Warner Brothers, you know, some challenge? You think? Uh, I mean, Warner Brothers is dropping their, mu- their movies on HBO Max all year, so I, that's. That's what I mean. HBO like, Max is really not gonna have a challenge, and that and Disney Plus is not gonna have a match. Those are like the top two right now. No, well, I'm Netflix. saying the way the from what I heard, the way Paramount is dropping some content on there it sounds pretty. Well, they got Viacom, so that's like all of Viacom. They can so that's MTV. They don't have BT because BT has BT Plus, mm-hmm. which I don't think anybody's using that. I don't know anybody that has that streaming service. Tyler Perry's films. Yeah, uh, I mean, and, and Tyler Perry's original, other original shows up there too. But yeah, um, but he has like. Yeah, half the catalog, yeah, yeah, right? Has, yeah, yeah. He's he doing commercials and everything. For <laughs> you see, like it's basically his uh, network. Yeah. So um, all his fans is over there. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're gonna give um, HBO or one well HBO Max, I guess, because that's what Warner Brothers films are a run for their money. Um, but I do think it's gonna have like a lot of good content up there. They have like for me being a real world fan, they're doing a a real world reunion series of the first real world that took place in New York. And so all are this, they bringing back that crazy of, ass girl? Uh, what was her name? She was always drunk. Always, oh, you talking about Ruthie? Ruthie. That, she was on uh, the Hawaii season. That was season Ruthie eight. was live, yeah. boy. <laughs> I would like to idea what they are doing. So they're doing a a reunion season of the uh, the first uh, actual season of the Real World that took place in New York, mm-hmm. and they're going back to the Wait, same. Wait, wasn't Tammy on that one? She was on season two. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So season one had uh, uh, Heather B. The rapper, had okay. Kevin Powell, the writer, and like the black. Wait, have the B still around? Wow. Yeah, she does. Um, she's on Sway in the Morning, uh, that uh serious radio show. Oh, yeah. I don't listen to series, yeah. but okay. But he has his, like <laughs> I, I watched some of his interviews on uh on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a big uh big show. But um, so they're they're coming back and they're going to live in the same house again. Looks like it's gonna be some drama as well. Um, and then they're also doing. Don't a, you think it's gonna be a little awkward though? It is. It I is, mean, like, it's, it's, y'all niggas is like in your forties. Yeah, forties, fifties. <laughs> <laughs> so you are gonna be in the house throwing drinks? I don't think they are throwing drinks. I did see like somebody was trying to leave because I guess it got too heated during the conversation. Oh, um, okay. But, I yeah. mean, don't listen. Don't get me wrong. I like a ratchet moment. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like a drink thrown the tip. I, I want to see. It'll be a little awkward <laughs> yeah. watching old ass people, and I hate to say that because I'm yeah. in that age group, <laughs> but I don't want to see. <laughs> You know, 40 and 50 year olds throwing drinks and, and fists and pulling you. hair. You know, it's just awkward. Damn, UNC lost. I was watching, I was getting live updates. UNC was playing Syracuse tonight. They lost by four points. Syracuse. Syracuse, yeah. Oh. Um, but what they're also doing is they're doing, uh, if you watch like the MTV uh, Real World Road Challenge, mm-hmm. they're doing uh, an OG version of that. So Ruthie, I think, is going to be on that one. Okay. On that season. Um, and so that's how they kind of got me because I'm like, I'm not going to pay for it. So I might have to like do like a, a free trial for like a month or whatever to mm-hmm. see. I'm going to wait for all the episodes to load up and then I'll do the free trial <laughs> so I can watch them all. Or then I can cancel. And I'll watch that real world uh, reunion mm-hmm. series as well. But yeah. uh, they're doing that. They 
they bring uh, some other MTV shows up there, some Nickelodeon shows, because, you know, they got all that CBS shows as well. Mm-hmm. I don't really need to see anything Yo, they're else. redoing the Rugrats. Yes, that's another thing they're putting up there. Yep, and they're I redoing it. I've seen the re-imaging of it. Uh, yeah. Not a fan. Um, uh, I'm not either. Didn't need it. And then the, the woman who pay, played the original Chuck, she passed uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. So they got another actress to to play him and. I mean, the voice is kind of similar, but I just... <clears throat> yeah, they uh, said they did bring back all the original yeah, voices. they were so. still living. Okay. That's, that's good. Yeah, that is. I still want to see it just because I'm a fan of that. I yeah, mean, we grew yeah, up on yeah, Rugrats. Yeah, I was a kid. Yeah. I, mean, I was a kid and uh, I was in middle school when the first movie came out. Mm. And I went to the theater to see that. Um, yeah. Yeah, but we got enough streaming services, so can y'all stop, please? I Yo, know this is all just like a rebranding of a streaming service. You just spoke my brain. Like, like, at some point, we're going to be paying the same amount as cable. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, at this point, yes. Like right now, I'm. And now we gonna then we gonna resort to stealing. Then you <laughs> niggas gonna be trying to lock us up. I mean, what they say, you know, because somebody was putting the comments when I was looking at the uh, the trailer for the real world. Somebody was saying, <laughs> oh, another streaming service. Uh, at some point, we were playing the same price, paying the same price as cable. And they were like, somebody else commented, well, you can, <laughs> you know, share your your logins with people, and that way you don't have to pay for all these streaming services. Mm. True, because I mean, my mom has HBO Max off me, Disney Plus off me. That's my mom. I'm gonna make sure she's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't. I mean, right now I'm paying like fifty dollars a month because I have HBO Max, Disney Plus, Netflix, Hulu. I get through Sprint, so I'm not paying. But I'm paying my phone bill, so I'm technically mm-hmm. paying for it. I have uh, Amazon Prime, which mm-hmm. I can't give that up because that two day shipping. I just need that. Hello. Sometimes it's next day shipping. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, <laughs> I need. I need that. <laughs> Amazon. I need like, that. Yes. <laughs> I need that, and no, and paying no shipping. I need that. Okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, yeah. That's yeah. I'm like, yo, this whole time when all these companies was acting up and on that Trump shit, I was like, God, please, Lord, if you can hear my prayer tonight, <laughs> please don't let Amazon act up, cause man, <clears throat> I got everything from them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Please don't yeah. act up. <clears throat> yeah. So um, speaking of Donald Trump, that's the next update I got. Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> He was at the, what's that CPAC convention? Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's running a second term, and they were talking about the CPAC the way the stage was set up as, mm-hmm. an, as a it was set up as a Nazi symbol, and they don't think that was a coincidence. They think that was on purpose. Okay, I, so, uh, uh, it, are we shocked? Not at all. <laughs> are we shocked mm. at this point? Because come on, come on now. Let's talk about it for a second. Okay, let's talk about it. At this point. What is the use to even hide? <clears throat> we literally showed our ass on national TV. The entire world saw them storm the Capitol mm-hmm. and nothing fucking happened. They saw this man incite them to do it. They had all the evidence. I don't know if y'all seen some of the um, evidence that the Democrats, Democrats um, presented during his trial. trial. Like I heard they had a good case, but of course, bruh, <laughs> it was so sad. It was like at this point, what are we, what are we, what are we talking about yeah, here? What is there to debate? <laughs> you know, but they needed seventeen um, Republican votes. That's and it, that and they couldn't happen. even get that out of hundred and ninety-seven people because they all bitches. No, they all terrorists. Let's call them what they are. They're terrorist terrorists. Uh, uh, enablers. That's what you guys are, and some <laughs> of you are actual terrorists, like Marjorie Green, whatever. Oh yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. 
Yeah. She, and, she, they, and they didn't yeah, even yeah. have the backbone, even even though they had evidence of her telling the insurrectionists yeah. where Nancy Pelosi was, all of her movements, movements trying to get her assassinated. <laughs> and they still didn't find this bitch. She yeah. still is going to, to, to work every morning like ain't shit happened. The stuff y'all can get away with. Bro. bro. <laughs> Bro, we so even. at this point, what do they have to hide? They gonna wear their swastikas proud now. No Listen. more sheets for us, buddy. We flick somebody's ear. We getting at least three bullets in us. <laughs> like, at this point, like, yo, okay. So, I mean, I'm just waiting for them to just go ahead and just hit this the second insurrection. Y'all think it ain't gonna happen? <laughs> they were already talking you about use a clean so. fool if you don't. <laughs> they were already planning it, so <laughs> yeah, they definitely already planning, and uh, they're gonna do it again. They, uh, I heard something yesterday on the radio. It was uh, about that the, the Proud Boys were trying to when uh, oh the Proud Boys when um, President Biden has his State of the Union, his first one. They're gonna try to bomb the Capitol or, what? or, or bomb the what it was it the Capitol? It was somewhere, some the White House, not the White House. They, they were trying to bomb. They're gonna. They have plans to bomb something. Okay, so Kevin J. Stone, you have this information. What does the FBI know? They got no more than what I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that is the problem. Why do you know this? Right. And nothing's happening. What we're gonna said, wait to see. They're saying it's probably. I think. I think it's still the the White House or DC still on high alert, so they still have the National Guard there, I believe. Oh yeah. And with that information, I'm pretty sure they would still be on high alert and keep them there, but. What are y'all going to do? Because these Proud Boys are not Bruh, slowing down. They had bombs on January 6th. They did. There were bombs already there. Yeah. What? What, <laughs> what is happening in this goddamn country? <laughs> what is happening? Speaking of what is happening, I'm going to move to this. I don't have all the information on this story, but Lady mm-hmm. Gaga. Lord. <laughs> Lady Gaga and this dog walker. So it came out... <laughs> Last yo, week. this just sound fishy <laughs> as hell, yo. So first they they were saying they thought it was planned. Then they were saying TMZ came back and said, "No, no, go, tell the people what happened." Okay, so <clears throat> Lady Gaga, you know you're a celebrity. You're not at home all the time. You got pets. They got they got to use the bathroom. So mm-hmm. a lot of these celebrities have dog walkers to walk their dogs when you're in a, a certain you know tax bracket uh, to walk their dogs, and that's their job. And so Lady Gaga has three dogs, three I think French bulldogs, mm-hmm. um, some expensive ass dogs. Yeah, expensive dogs. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the the her dog walker walker was walking the dogs, and somebody came out and tried to take the dogs, and they got two of them, and they shot him in the chest. Mm-hmm. And I heard there was, <laughs> I heard that the black dog got away. That black dog is a nigga for real. He said, "Fuck this, I'm out." And he, he ran in here and got it away. So he he got the other dog, but he didn't get that black dog. <laughs> well, well, they, well, they got. To the dog, but he ain't the black said, dog. Not today. He ain't me. <laughs> the black dog is a real one. And he said, scared. <laughs> oh, excuse me, deuces. <laughs> uh, oh my God. So um uh Lady Gaga had put out a five hundred thousand dollar reward for the dog if somebody, you know, can find get the dog. Mm-hmm. Fuck the dog walker. She said the dogs. And that shows you how some of these white people are. How a lot, you know, even white people, your lives don't even matter more than the dogs. I okay. thought white people were still, you know, Mm-mm. like neck and neck with dogs. Mm-mm. No. Even you white people, Mm-mm. you also do not matter more than a dog. <laughs> First of all, it goes in white people's world, it goes dogs, babies, white mom, women, then white men. Yes. Got it? And black people, you're somewhere down there past like grass and trees or whatnot. You know, yeah. you got to save the earth. You got to save the earth. Got to save the you earth. You got to save the earth. Yes. And then black people, we think about you later. Yeah. <laughs> you're the last. Yeah. You're at the bottom. 
We will worry about boogers. Yeah, you know, mucus. So, somebody's got to save these boogers now. Yes, we gotta. Yeah, we gotta take care of these mucuses before we before we fuck with you coons. Like, you goddamn jigaboos. I'm not fucking with you. Okay, but let me check this crust over here. <laughs> you a fool. <laughs> we are so, not on that pecking order. I'm just saying. So when she put this five hundred thousand, first of all, she had five hundred. If you dropping five hundred thousand dollars, five hundred for two dogs for two dogs. I'm gonna. I, I honestly went out and looked a little bit. You know, like, I mean, yeah, I was checking my backseat of my car. Maybe they up in here. You know, exactly. She in LA. Take a gander. You know, she's all the way in LA, but maybe they made a trip to North Carolina. Exactly. I don't know. You know let me check. I'm keeping my eye out. I sent her. I DM is this, this dog look for me? <laughs> I DM her picture just to make sure. You know. I wanted to make sure I had the dogs because find them dogs in line. It can change my life. Maybe I got them, you know? Maybe I seen them around my neighborhood. Hey, hit it with that freaking, the 19, um, to my, the 1900s. Ooh. <laughs> the, the, the 90s um, sitcoms when, when they would lose a pet and then they would go buy a pet and look oh, exactly yeah. like it. Yeah. And be like, yeah. He did it Martin. He did Bird. <laughs> Holy crap! So, oh, uh, man. yes. Uh, so I ain't had the right dogs, but um, <laughs> apparently when she put that out there, I mean, people found that dog quick because somebody got that money. As fuck. <laughs> you you get and that's why I was like, much? man. First of all, a nigga got shot behind. Him. Do we know if this nigga died? No, he's still alive. Okay, but she, so, but the thing is, she didn't even put. But the, then he get snatched up. They kidnapped the nigga in the dog. They shot him in they the sh- chest. Okay, they shot him they and shot they kidnapped him the, chest, the dog. And they got the dogs. And he, so he's in the hospital somewhere. Yeah, he's in the hospital, still recovering. And still recovering. She okay. said, fuck the money for your life. Where are my damn dogs? <laughs> he's doing a job for you. So who found the dogs? I don't even know who found Man, Let me see if I can find who found these dogs. Come on now. <laughs> Homie probably was like, yo, I'm going to take one to the chest because I know this bitch is going to come up off these coins. <laughs> I don't know who found the dogs, but I know they found them quick as hell when she said that money. That's what I saw that. <laughs> And I thought I was like, like yo, this shit sounds suspect. Like, yeah, because yeah. I'm like, y'all, now, <laughs> now you found it. Exactly. Do you know how many freaking for, um, lost dog signs I've seen? Them shits be up there for like years. Say a woman who appears no. to be uninvolved Give in social. Give Okay, so it says here from, I'm looking at peoplemagazine.com. She had, uh, yeah, French bulldogs. Two of them were found safe. Uh, a woman who appears to be uninvolved and unassociated. They had that in quotes. With the attack, brought the dogs to the LAPD's Olympic Community Police Station on Friday. Yo, I don't think they this is name. why our judicial <clears throat> system is so fucked up. You know why? Because people are stupid. You don't see that? Like, <laughs> that, I come mean, on, bro. Five hundred thousand dollars richer. That, exactly. You All you up. have to do is send a, a white chick to go collect the money. Shit, they'll quit. Hey, like TikTok said, they'll never know. <laughs> How will they know? They'll never know. <laughs> That was a quick come up for her. Oh man! Mm-mm-mm. Man, was she white or was she black? I, they don't even see. They just said a woman, unidentified. Listen, let's think about it for a second. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's white. Okay, <laughs> she <laughs> rolls just, up I in there. Hope, you know, just a glimpse. With, of, you know, she let her roll up in there with them dogs, nigga. <laughs> no, they would shot her. <laughs> they, okay, they, they or they a fight. They'd be like, she was choking the dogs when she came in. <laughs> but officer, I'm here for the reward. How about excuse me? <laughs> okay. It was like, yeah, and then plan plan a suicide. Deal. Well, I'm glad you got your dolls back, Lady Gaga. But um, if they go missing again, and you plan on giving that money up, 
Uh, I'm just gonna say I found them over here. She probably here. gonna be like, "Shit, I'm just gonna buy me some more dogs." <laughs> I mean, because five hundred thousand dollars, you had. I mean, you could create dogs with that much money. I mean, <laughs> she could have bought some more and breed it and had some more and more. Anyway, I hope she donated to charity because if she got that much to drop rich for dogs, white lady problems. Yeah. For sure. Because <laughs> us. If that was us, if we lost dogs, listen, lost dogs like that, uh, we'd have uh, put it out there. But nobody's giving up a half a mil up for them dogs. At most, maybe five k. I, I don't even know if we get up anything, that, <laughs> right? We lost the dogs. Oh, oh well. Look, sorry, we don't have a dog anymore. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have went the way y'all thought. Okay. Yeah. Um, moving on. The Golden Glows happened last night. Um, and. It was, uh, I would say, you know, it, it was a nice, from what I saw of it, uh, it was a nice event for, you know, some black people. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, we had, a, we we cleaned up this year. Okay. Um, we had, a, you know, a nice amount of wins. So I'm going to go ahead and give some of the, the people who won their uh, shine right now. So congrats to actor Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, he won Best Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture for his role as Fred Hampton and okay. Judas and the Black Messiah, the film that we're actually going to be reviewing on this episode. So shout out to him. Congratulations. Andra Day, shout out to her for winning mm-hmm. Best Actress in a Drama, her first role ever. She's ever. a singer. First yep. role ever, and she got Best Actress Golden Globe. A Golden Globe category that a black woman has not won since, well, in 35 years. I couldn't do the math right quick. So I'm just, a black woman <laughs> hasn't won in 35 years, and she won on her first role ever. Uh, well, that's she good. had that song Rise Up that was popular. Yep. A couple years ago. Yeah. Um, so shout out to her. That's big. We're gonna we're gonna be reviewing that film uh, next week. You said the yeah, United States yeah. versus Billie Holiday. Yeah, um, I'm a, um, actually a fan. Okay. Of Billie's um, music. I gotta check it out. And I know Yo, that, she that was film. wow. Hey, you know um, what's the name played her? This ain't the first time some um Hollywood did her story. Was that uh Queen Latifah? Did she play her? Um, no. It oh, was um oh, Holly Holly Berry. Holly Berry. Yeah, she played. Okay. Yeah, she played uh, um, just like well, Tom Gage. But I know this film is about her doing the song "Strange Fruit" and how I guess yeah, she was more. she was she was strung out and shit, but she was a gangster. So I thought Nina Simone, yeah, Nina Simone did that song. So like, was that Mm-mm. not original? No, she did the original. Um, Billy Holiday did the original. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. I think Billy's like older, older than her, uh, if I'm not mistaken. If you guys know, let us know. Um, if you know what. <laughs> Why am I talking Dude, to we, you? We I can Google it. <laughs> I was about to say, we can Google it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. While you're Googling that, I'll tell you the other people. Um, so shout out to John Boyega. He won Best Performance by an Actor in a Television Supporting Role for the uh, the film series that we're going to be reviewing as well called Small Acts on Amazon Prime, which I said a few weeks ago that we were going to do uh, like the following week, and we didn't because other stuff came out, and, mm-hmm. but we're going to get to it because that's, that's a lot of black stuff we're going to talk about um, by Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the film animated film Pixar film Soul won for best animated film and best original score for I guess an animated film so shout out to them that's mm-hmm. the film with Jamie Foxx and uh, I was about to say Loretta oh yeah she mad older than her <laughs> um, Billie Holiday was born April 7th 1915 and Nina Simone was born February 21th 1933 oh, okay yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah. Well, cool, yeah we're gonna be reviewing that next week and then shout out to uh, the late great Chadwick Boseman, who won for Best Actor in a Motion Picture for his role in Maureen's Black Bottom, and his wife came out and did the acceptance speech. Or oh, she was, of course, phoned it in on Zoom mm-hmm. um, because some of them were virtual. But I guess some people did the red carpet. Um, 
like Viola, she was virtual as well. But his mm-hmm. wife came out and uh, she was trying to give a, a acceptance speech on how she thought he would do it, and she was, you know, very. Te- it was very tear filled and emotional, but it was just great to see. I just hate that he he passed before he got his first Golden Globe. Um, so uh, hopefully he gets an Oscar as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see him win that. Um, I always hate when when actors and actresses get awards after they pass because like they work so hard. Like same happened with Heath Ledger. Uh, he played. One of the best jokers out there. And Thank then, you. And then he Stefan. <laughs> and then he won the Oscar after he had passed. Um, <laughs> I know he's like <laughs> talking trash right now. Shut up! I hear you talking. I know you ain't said shit yet, but I know you talking. Shut up. Oh, um, so yeah, that was just a few that we wanted to shout out. So shout out to all of y'all. Those are the black people that I uh, let me make sure I think. Wait, I was... there was um, Edon didn't um. Jamie Foxx won something. Well, that's the Soul film. Um, he's he's in that film, <clears throat> unless he won something else outside of that because I don't know anything else that he has. No, that might that's, be right. So I'm not yeah, I think that's. I think I'm that's all. No. Yeah. Oh, Shit's Creek won for best television series, musical or comedy. I've been watching that on Netflix, and I have been cracking up. So, shout out to them for that. To who? Uh, Shit's Creek. Hey. Yeah. Uh, I think that was all. Of course, Queen's Gambit won some stuff. I, I figured it was gonna win. Um, I think that's yeah, like all the oh, the movie Borat won for best motion picture, musical, or comedy. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the sequel, um, that's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I saw that too, and that was that was funny. But uh, yeah. First of all, um, the one he did with his daughter, yeah. that shit was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, they was that, that messing with funny, yeah. um, uh, Donald Trump's regime. Yeah, yeah, that was funny because they had uh, what's his name, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani in the yeah. hotel room. He thought he was about to get some. <laughs> he was laying, laying back on the bed. Yeah, uh, then, <laughs> then when he got caught, when it when the film came yeah, out, he was mad. He talked about some. Um, I was just adjusting my pants. Yeah, nigga. Yeah, no, that is not how you adjust your pants by leaning back <laughs> yeah. on the bed. <laughs> if that's the case, and loosening your trousers, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Who the fuck is you talking to? Like for for real, we're not your wife, okay? <laughs> oh, man, um, yeah, that's all the black ones that they won. Yeah, shout out Viola Davis was looking good. <clears throat> Cynthia mm-hmm. Erivo, um, she played Harriet. I don't know what the hell she had on. It, the dress, the dresses look crazy to me. Um, but I I, I'll show you a picture yeah. later. Matter, mm-hmm. matter of fact, while I'm talking about, it, let me see if I can Google it real quick. But uh, yeah, she it was some kind of like line, or like a a sherbet looking green. Uh, See what happens is these people, you know, they get hot, and then all these designers pop up. Hey, I can dress you, and then they end up making you look like a complete fool. But because you're this, you know, high end designer, it's supposed to be hot, and I'm just like, mm, no. Yeah. My question is like, can you guys like not say n- no or something? Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah, it just it's it crazy. And she probably good. thought it was cute. I mean, I don't she, know. Yeah. I, yeah. <clears throat> they yeah. always come out looking, you know, extra, <laughs> extra special. Yeah. So shout out to the winners of the Golden Globes. Um, and uh, yeah, I hate some people that didn't get nominated, but you know what? There, there's other the, the NAACP yeah. awards that we can get for those. Yep. Don't those, even those worry are about good it. too. I want to win one of those. Okay. Um, moving on. That's like all the hot 
topics that I really have. Um, Maria, do you have any other? Oh, uh, oh, did you want to talk about that Tyler Perry uh the pink remix? Ciao, what? <laughs> In well, <laughs> was it called? Oh, oh, go ahead, tell oh. the people. Tell the people so Tyler, before I go on this rizant. <laughs> so Tyler Perry had—he's trying to give uh, P Valley some some competition, and he's releasing his own stripper series called All the Queen's Men. I don't know what Queen's uh, All the Queen's Men. All let that marinate. All the Queen's Men. Is that? I don't know if it's drag Queen's Men. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be released on BT Plus as well. Oh, you know it's gonna be ass. <laughs> I can't um, wait to see these motherfuckers' yeah. wigs. So it's gonna be male strippers uh, this time. Male strippers. I think that's what it is. Ew. Oh, wait a minute. Hold up. Boo. Let, me, let, me, let me get the whole. We hate male strippers. Boo. It says it follows the female owner of an upscale strip club in Atlanta who is savvy and charming. Why is it not pulling up the whole article? Bruh, this shit is gonna be um, sad. Okay, here we go. Uncle Tyler, can we not? Stay in your lane. Uh, let's see. Okay, so he says, I began my career in this direct-to-consumer business, so I know it well, said Tyler Perry. I know how much my audience value and see great content anchored in our culture and experience. <sighs> <laughs> uh, nothing else is known about the series at this time. So let me guess. He's writing it all by himself. He's producing <laughs> it all by himself. Well, he's starting to be more open to writers now. Have um, they joined the fucking party? He's yeah. open. <laughs> yeah, have he, have they know. came in the room I think, yet? I think he does have a writer, some uh, writers for his new shows. He said he was going to It have. better be one for this one because here, yeah. here we are. Tyler, have you even stepped foot in a fucking strip club? How are you going to tell us about the culture? I, I think he is. I think he is. <laughs> I think he No, I really do think he is. Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> strip club lifestyle environment has its own little nuances don't come in mm. here with the stereotypes of what you think it's like because well, you, know you went a couple of times if he didn't then i'm assuming that because I'm, I'm assuming he's gonna have writers on this now i'm assuming i the hope writers, so the because I, I'm, I'm i'm low-key a little irritated about <laughs> this because p valley gave us yeah, everything. Well, you know what I'm saying I it mean, was given yeah, it gave respect to the strip okay like we saw him in it the new gave life. what it gave yeah I mean, he's you know, not gonna gave. He's not gonna gave. <laughs> this might be a little different. I mean, well, no, he's known to have like men that are like buffing his film. He's around. known to have fine ass men. We already know that. So, it, it, what does that <clears throat> have to do with the story? We'll see. We'll see. Hmm. You know, he knows. Hmm. His, he knows his audience, and he <laughs> <laughs> he knows his audience. So you know, you know exactly. I, Church people, they ain't they ain't in these clubs. Oh, Church people, some of the biggest. I mean, hosts yeah, and no, I, I, feel, I feel you. I feel you on that. I you take get that back. I digress. Daughter, listen, I digress. <laughs> but my point is, okay, <clears throat> you you are not the nightlife guy. It's not. I don't care if he's been to a club. Couple and that's times. why he got the writers to to be the nightlife guy. I hope so. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I hope he ain't even in the fucking room. Uh-huh. All we need from you is to show up with the check. We don't need you at wardrobe. <laughs> we don't need Definitely you at a wardrobe. Stay away from wardrobe. Stay away from the writers' yeah, we room. We don't need them showing up in choir robes trying, <laughs> trying to strip. <laughs> like no. <laughs> All we need you to do, Tyler, is just write the check and and just bring the people, the right people in there to do this thing the right way. Because like I said, um, 
<laughs> Sorry, guys. Like I said, P Valley gave the South its, you know, film yeah. uh, of capturing yeah, the it, culture. It, 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 it captured the South well. Um, well, we do yeah. not need you to come and undermine that <laughs> with your fucking bullshit. Well, I mean, it's going to get compared to the show either way. It goes because it's like, okay, another stripper show. That's how does true. this measure up to P Valley? It's going to get compared. I, I need him not to. Why? I just. But Call I mean, Tyler. I want to know why do you why are you even interested in this listen, content at this P, point? Who has BT Plus? Anybody gonna watch? So, I know, <laughs> but my point is like all the stories you could tell. <laughs> why all of a sudden you are interested in the strip club, Tyler? I mean, why? He, he saw the that's ours. He saw the success of P Valley, and he said, "You know what? I need take to go, your I ass need to, tap to the in sanctuary. This island, <laughs> gone somewhere. I mean, well, you know what? P Valley had some church in there as it well, did. So, you know, it, because that's part of our yeah, part, southern yeah, culture. Yeah. But what? See, he's gonna water this shit down, man. He not that's gonna like, serve it okay, the way well, you know it what? is because he's gonna have different rights. Huh? He has gonna have different writers, so let's give oh, it a chance. Okay, I'm gonna give him a chance. Give it a chance. I'm gonna give, give him about two seconds. Somebody let me no, borrow you know, it when I'm he comes a, out. He's gonna have about five minutes from the time <laughs> the credits roll. Damn. Until I'm <clears> like, okay, not even the first episode. Not saying not huh? even the first episode. First episode. <laughs> The hell episode? I'll give, I'll give it an episode. Somebody let me borrow your BT Plus when it comes out so I can. Because I'm not going to get a BT Plus. Yo, it's going to be on YouTube. I guarantee it. Damn, somebody's going to put that shit on Somebody, you YouTube. Know they, they actually, some streaming services do like release the first episode. The first episode, of, yeah. To so, try to get you in. So, exactly. And, so, and we'll, okay. If, uh, but if it's on know. YouTube. I'll go ahead and give it a gander because I didn't I didn't risk anything. Well, but see if it's on YouTube, then it's like it's only so many things you can show on YouTube. So they're gonna, they're gonna have to What is he it. really gonna give us? It's okay. It's a streaming service, not TV. So on a streaming service, you can go a little further. I'm a digress. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I'm not. <laughs> when I tell you I'm not here for it, I am so not well, here I, for I this. Think if we don't know anything else, we know you're not here for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we not. got that. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I do know he's going to have some fine ass men. I will give him that. He does know how to find those men. But this storyline, this the way he... I, child, girl. <laughs> listen. I'm, I'm going to give it a chance because Kevin said so. Now. Hmm. Yeah, if it's male strippers, then I'm just going to go ahead and... Yeah, like it... <laughs> Because when they did Magic Mike, did you see that? I have not seen those. I, me either. Because <laughs> I'm not, me personally. I know all the white women love those. Like, I went to see some movie in the theater, and, some, and it was the same time that Magic Mike, I think Magic Mike 2, it came out, and the line to see Magic Mike 2. Yeah, was, I'm not one of those girls, man. I've seen two male reviews, and I was so unimpressed. I mean, they got some big dicks and stuff like that, but... Mm. It's just to me, <laughs> I don't find that very like appealing, you know, seeing guys dancing like that and G strings and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. again, like unless he has some writers in there that is going to give this story the depth, because mm -hmm. I feel like that's a lot that he misses in, in his stories. It doesn't have a lot of depth. Yeah. It's very surfacey. And in this kind of world, you know, be it it's seedy, it needs the proper, um, you know, story yeah. to to help people to understand. Because, again, we are in a Bible Belt and there's two different types of people. I mean, of course, you know, people in church are in the in the clubs, too. Mm -hmm. But again, it's still very much 
a Bible Belt, and it's like a separation. It's like a, a veil yeah. between the party goers and the people who Bible thump, mm-hmm. right? So now you're going to have the Bible thumpers telling the, the party partier's story. Like, it's just odd. It's odd as hell. <laughs> well, moving on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of when we talked about uh, coming to America, it's going to be dropping on Friday. Um, it'll probably be out by the time this podcast is out. Don't know. Um, but uh, so there's a seat in the seat. That's the sequel. And I just found out last week that there was actually a a series that was going to happen back in the 90s or 90s. Yeah, 90s. Mm-hmm. 80s. No, 80s. Sorry, 80s. Um, but it never came to fruition. They only aired the pilot one time and somebody recorded it. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tommy Davidson was playing Prince Akeem's brother, younger brother. Yeah. But in the film, he didn't have any siblings. So I don't know how that happened. <laughs> so, uh, and the only person that came back from the film was uh, Paul. What's his name? Paul, the one who played Ofa, uh, the the servant in the original film. Um, the servant. The the fat guy with the hat. He's your queen. She's oh, your queen to be. He's yeah, your is, queen. I forgot his last name. To be. Yeah. Okay, I got Paul you. Bates. That's his name. Matter of fact, yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So, but. Outside of that, there was also a sequel that was going to happen. Well, not going to happen, but he was approached. Eddie Murphy was approached by Ryan Coogler, and they were going to. He was trying to pitch a sequel, uh, starring Michael B. Jordan mm. as uh, Prince Akeem's son, and mm. that didn't happen because Eddie turned that down. Uh, mm. So, if he didn't, well, know that- he probably didn't want a black guy directing his fucking shit. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, because I just found out that these black classics that we so adore and has been timeless have been directed by white men. I mean, well, John Hughes, uh, the guy who directed, he he did, uh, you know, uh, Home Alone 1 and 2. He did some good movies back in the 80s. Planes, Trains, Automobiles. That's great. Well, he didn't do all the black. He just did, you know, that one. Exactly. I didn't know. Somebody, and I mean, then, so then remember when I was like upset when I found out yeah. that a white man directed the sequel and I'm like okay like this is the era of like all the, the black filmmakers are like really making a like yeah. a name for themselves and your old crusty ass <laughs> couldn't find not one black director I mean well he's the same uh, director that did Dolomite Is My Name which got Eddie Murphy that Oscar nomination so do I look was like it? I go, give go, go. two fucks like I guess he Eddie, to, come on, bro. Like I guess he figured, hey, you got me a nomination, so I'm gonna go with you again. Maybe you can give me an award. I don't know. And this uh, uh what's fuck her name? Eddie for that. Like for what's real. What's her name? The lady who did the costume for Black Panther. She's uh, I follow her on Instagram too. But she um she's doing it for she did it for this film too. She got a star. She's the only yeah, she, she got a star. wardrobe. Yeah, she got because um, she got designer. Oscars. Yeah, Oscars. that's um, that's that's really amazing yeah, yeah, that you yeah. she got a, a a star on the Walk of Fame. That's mm-hmm. awesome. God, I can't. I hate that I can't remember her name. But uh, yeah, Ruth. 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 Y'all know her name. Y'all know her name. <laughs> it's Ruth. Ruth Carter. Is that it? I think it's Ruth Carter. Oh, but yeah. what I was gonna say also is um, I just found out yeah, Ruth that name. um, Eddie's Murphy, Eddie Murphy's daughter. Is in the film. Mm-hmm. She is. And, she, and she had audition. Oh, yeah. He made her audition. Yeah. And the film is, uh, unlike the first film, this film was rated PG-13, where the first one was rated R. So, 
That seems like some of the jokes are going to be kind of... it just keeps getting worse and worse every time we report on this thing. It just um, keeps saying, mm, go watch Paint Dry. <laughs> I'm still going to watch it on Friday when it comes out. But let's go ahead and hop into these trailers since we're talking about that film. All right. All right. So the first trailer we got is for a film called... I put it in the wrong order, but Phobias. Mm-hmm. It's going to be releasing on March 19th. Um, I guess uh, on demand and on yeah on demand, and and I guess in in some theaters, but it's uh, the synopsis is five dangerous patients suffering from extreme phobias at a government government testing facility are put to the ultimate test under the supervision of a crazed doctor and his quest to weaponize fear. So the doctor's trying to weaponize their fears, and the trailer was short, but it was it, it caught my it kept my attention. It was it looked interesting, mm-hmm. uh, and I think we we're actually going to play some of it during this episode so you can hear. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, you can go check it out um, <clears throat> on YouTube, wherever. It's called Phobias. Uh, again, released March 19th. Uh, Maria, what did you think? Um, I mean, it looked good. I At first, I was like, yo, it's a bunch of shit going on, and, and I don't what know I was what's thinking. going on. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know what was going on, but I was intrigued. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was yeah. definitely yeah. aesthetically interesting. Yeah. Um, like, but- the guy walked past the TVs, and they all had, like, the white noise. Yeah, and he started on. coming on. Yeah, like and his phone was, was going on. I don't know oh, what he was yeah. doing with all those computer monitors or whatever in his apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he had some guy living with him that's in a wheelchair, and he had to get him out the apartment and go down the stairs. And yeah, it was yeah, it was. I don't know what was going on, but uh, I mean, I'm interested. I, yeah. I love psycho thrillers. Yeah, so um, I'm interested to see what it is. It looked like it was like a um, an Asian um, yeah, horror was, film. Mm-hmm. And um, I will agree with Stefan on that one. They do have really good, good horrors. Um, yeah. horrors so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Again, March 19th, Phobias, uh, On Demand. And, mm-hmm. yeah. So, check that out. And then the second trailer we have is for a film called The Vault. It is an action adventure crime film. And it's going to be released on March 26th, digitally and on demand. Um, and this is directed by... I, yeah, I'm not gonna say that name. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> but it's starring Freddie High more. Uh he's uh he plays on that show, uh The Good Doctor. Mm-hmm. And Famke Jansen, she plays Jean Grey in X-Men, starring them too. Um and the, the synopsis is Tom, a genu a genius engineering graduate, is interested in the Bank of Spain safe. The bank building is more than hundred years old with no building blueprints available and a security system that includes an underground river. I thought I was about to say Underground Railroad. (laughs) River that will flood the safe room if their walls are breached. As soon as Tom learns that a legendary lost treasure is going to be held at the bank safe for just 10 days, he devises together with charismatic and art dealer Walter Cunningham a detailed plan to break in. They will have only 90 minutes to do so with the bank staff, while the bank staff will be distracted, uh, watching the 2010 Football World Cup final match. Played mm-hmm. by Spain's national soccer team and broadcast on a giant screen, coincidentally placed just in front of the Bank of Spain's building. Mm. So, a lot going on. It looks, you know, it, it looks kind of good too. Uh, I'm more leaning towards phobias. I want to see that more, but this looks kind of good. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I was thinking it put me in the mind of like Ocean's Eleven, but um, a more f- kind of futuristic, more advanced type of film. Mm-hmm. Um, I do enjoy um, um, crime shows. Mm. I mean, you know, the crime action shows Mm -hmm. where they 
literally have to put a a, a mastermind team together mm-hmm. and everybody has a piece that they're um they're like they're they're the expert in yeah and stuff like building out their team like i like that i like that. and they always get the the quirky unassuming kid that's really the brains <laughs> of the operation you know mm-hmm. um the kid that is the lead he played in something else yeah they say he played in uh, the good doctor is it the, good doctor yeah it's a tv show uh that's out now i think it's on nbc or cbs oh i haven't seen that well i've seen him in he, something. he's been in a bunch of other films too as a kid is his um, name tom yeah he, the character he plays L- is tom his L- name L- is freddie highmore freddie highmore mm-hmm. okay yeah, I Freddie's played in something else. Let's see. Um, um it's the good doctor, yeah. the the Oh that's why I know him. When, I love him. He played Norman in Bates. Oh Bates, Bates Old Motel. Motel. Yeah, he played yeah, he plays Y'all year. listen, do yourselves he was in a favor. Factory. That freaking um show is superb. <laughs> That's another show I started and then I got like to the third episode and never went back Yo, to it. When I tell you, I ended up binge watching that joint <laughs> one weekend. I got to watch I it. I just sat down and just, I was like, let me check this thing out. Before, by the time Matter I got up. put that on my list. I'm going to watch that tomorrow. <laughs> I was on season five and emotionally involved and everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was a really great show. Freddie's a really, um, he's a really decent uh, actor there. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Big looks. Like, oh, Biggie. I got a story to tell. Uh, that just dropped on Netflix as well. It's another documentary about Notorious B.I.G. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else you can tell about him. I feel like I know everything. Yeah, they mm-hmm. were saying it's supposed to be like more um, see uh, stuff that we haven't seen, like videos and intimate okay. videos of him and people telling stories that they supposedly hadn't told before. So. Wait, Base Motel's not on Netflix anymore. Where's it at? Bates Motel's not on Netflix? That's where I saw that last. Let me see where it's streaming. Um, I'm sad now. Well, I'll check that later. It might be on Amazon Prime or something. But, uh, I'm about to look right now because uh, I was just saying to someone that I was going to go back and start watching that. Um. Oh, it's on It's on Prime. Yeah, it is. I see it up here now. Okay, I'm going to add that to woo, my list. Woo. Um. But we're going to go ahead and get into our main topic, which is going to be a film review for the film Judas and the Black Messiah. Hey, what up, fam? Good news. Easy Day Entertainment's psycho thriller Optics Falls has been added to Freely TV's streaming service. Freely TV is a free TV app that offers over 50 channels of black entertainment, all free. No kidding. You can just download the app by going to www.getfreely.tv That's www.getfreely.tv Optics Falls is about a young girl's life going into shambles after losing her mother tragically, which changes her forever. Written and directed by Stefan Perry, Optics Falls will be premiering on Freely TV on March 4th at 8 p.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Channel 109. Make sure you tune in. All right. Hope you all enjoyed that ad. <laughs> and now we're back to the main topic. 
Judas and the Black Messiah. We're going to get right into it. You know how we do. We review films with seven key components. Mm-hmm. And those key components are directing, writing, cinematography, editing, acting, set design, and the sound. Now, the synopsis of Judas and the Black Messiah is Bill O'Neill, played by Lakeith Stanfield, infiltrates the Black Panther Party per FBI agent Mitchell. That's Roy Mitchell. And J. Edgar Hoover, <coughs> President J. Edgar Hoover. As party chairman, chairman Fred Hampton ascends, falling for a fellow revolutionary en route. A battle wages for O'Neill's soul. For O'Neill's soul. The runtime is 126 minutes. This is a biography slash drama slash history film. Um, and it's on HBO Max, of course, until the end of... Well, actually, I think not the end of the month. Cause it's a Warner Brothers film, so it's going to be up there for 30 days. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't come out on February 1st, so it's going to be in, leaving there sometime this month, 30 days from the day it was released. Um, so check that out. Uh, let us know what you thought. Mm-hmm. And let's go ahead and get into it. So the directing, it's directed by Shaka King. Shaka King, and he directed a film in 2013 called Newly Weeds. Mm-hmm. It was a comedy film uh, written by Will, Will Burson, who uh, was a writer on the show Scrubs on, I forgot the network it came on, but it was. The show was long shows. It ran from like 2001 to like 2010. Um, and then Kenneth Lucas and Keith Lucas are also writers, and they were writers for 22nd Jump Street, the sequel to the one with um, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shaka King is also one of the writers as, as well. Um, the cinematographer is Daniel Patterson, and he did a short film in 2010 called Stag and Doe. Mm-hmm. The editor is Kristen Sprague, and she did a film in 2014 called Dirty Hands. <laughs> the production designer is Sam Basenko. Mm-hmm. He did a film in uh, 2017 called Good Time. Mm-hmm. The costume designer is Charles, or Char- it should be Charlize, actually. My phone did auto correction. But Charlize mm-hmm. Antoinette Jones, and she did a film in 2012 called Ro- Robot and Frank. And the composer is Craig Harris. And he did the composition for Juice and Black Messiah, this film that we're looking at now. And L and Mark Isham, who did the composing for the 2004 film Crash. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's go ahead with the directing. Directing-wise, Rhea, <clears throat> what did you think about Shaka's take on Judas and the Black Messiah? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I was looking at the um the production breakdown. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ryan Coogler's one of the producers on this film. Yes. He's a producer. He is. I don't know what it means by PGA at the end of the name. If you guys know, let me know. PGA. It says here, like, um, when it gives him his credit, it says um, producer, and then it says PGA in the um, parentheses. So I don't hmm. really know what that means. But, yes, Ryan Kruger was a producer out of about 10 of these holes. Um... It was a huge production, guys. They, they need they need the art department was about thirty deep. Oh, it's uh producers guild of America. That's what it stands for. Visual effects department was about forty deep. Camera and electrical department about twenty deep. Yo, this was a big ass production. I like I'm literally still scrolling. <laughs> it is so many people that hey, helped put this. All those people invested. In it. it was a great film. It was a great film, and I'm just trying to figure out. How the hell are they gonna break these numbers down? It is so many people. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they got the people and the already. Fucking, the, the goddamn cast is about six pages long, <laughs> my nigga. Like it's it's a lot. Um, 
Let me go. I digress. Directing. All right, so let's talk about it. So you um, heard me say what PGA stands for, right? No, what? <laughs> I figured you did. <laughs> it stands for Productors Guild of America. Oh, okay. So producers. I mean, Producers Guild of America. So what does that mean? It's just like a, a an association for producers. I guess they. What they, do you got to do to get in? You got to sleep with someone. I'm being Hollywood. I I don't have no idea how you get in, but I'm assuming you have to be. Who's like you a got producer. a home? <laughs> hmm? Hmm? <laughs> no idea who you gotta help to get in there <laughs> all right no um so let's get to it um directing first of all um this dude shaka shaka um he did a great job mm. um i will say some of the i like the way that he blended in the actual documentary footage and some of the other um clippings and old um like speeches and stuff that mm-hmm. he blended into the yeah. film to all make it make sense um it was it was poetic in, yeah. in a way that he he set that up um i would say um it it was powerful it was powerful it was beautiful um did he write this? He was one of the writers. He's trying to write. It was there okay. were four writers, but he was one of them. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. It. It. I mean, I. I can't say. Oh, this. This. This shot was like it wasn't a film study like mm-hmm. Malcolm and Marie was. I think it was more focused on the story itself and the yeah. characters more so than, you know, what the visuals were. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a timepiece. Um, and we all know that was expensive. This was an expensive film, people. That's why I had so many producers. This thing was expensive. All these people, and then then you got to think about the cars they had to um to get Mm -hmm. the um the wardrobe, the locations, you know, things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I could say about it. Is um, he there wasn't there were some some shots where. You know, he was able to illustrate mm. the ment- the emotional turmoil and mental conflict that Bill was facing. Yeah. And he, it, like, in those moments when he would, you know, deceive people, and I almost kind of feel like he was um, a sociopath. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't really... I. No, I, at first I think he he was a sociopath until he realized that um, Fred was really a good guy. Like mm-hmm. he was the real deal. Yeah, because he felt he he was sick at the end when he had to. He had to do him. that. Yeah, but I like just all of all of the shady shit mm-hmm. he did in the film. You see him kind of do this little smirk, like yeah. he was, um, you know, proud of himself. But I think the director did a really good job. And showing that character art kind of changing. But if you wasn't paying attention, you probably wouldn't have really seen it. Mm-hmm. You know, because he tried to be kind of nonchalant about it. But yeah. you've seen him, you know, kind of. I think you've really seen him struggle in that moment when he was like, can I make you a drink? Type yeah, because yeah. that was like, <clears throat> at this time, he had spent so much time with Fred Hampton. And it was like, you know, he, uh, you know, he liked him. He, yeah, I think he, he didn't want to. <clears throat> yeah, like he didn't him. want to because when he had to have that that final meeting, well, before he actually gave him the drink with uh the FBI agent Roy, mm-hmm. 
he was like, "Wait, you, you gonna kill him?" Because he because they were trying to get a blueprint of Fred's apartment, mm-hmm. and so he didn't know what he needed it for. And then he found out that he was, he, you know, he started questioning, "Are you gonna try to kill him?" I mean, "Are mm-hmm. you gonna kill him?" And then that's when he was like really in sick because he didn't want anybody to die. He wanted to to help out and of course get that money for himself because mm-hmm. he's a criminal himself and he's trying not to go to prison, but he don't want anybody to die, you know, on his behalf. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but one thing I did uh, like about the directing um, that I learned is that Shaka King was very adamant on this film not having a white savior at all, like something like even with Black Panther, we had a white savior in there uh, at the end. Um, and so he wanted to make sure that this film had no white saviors. So there was nobody white in the end uh, to to save anybody. And that was a good thing because, you know, Hollywood will try to do that at some point. It's like you have a majority black cast and they'll be like, okay, well, can we just get this white person in here to just help do something? Mm-hmm. Even if it's not really in the story at all. Mm-hmm. And so Shaka King, you know, being it was black, had it been a white director, they probably would have had that happen. Mm-hmm. But we had a black director and he was like, I'm not going to let that happen. So I like that he did that. So, you know, with that, he, he won me over. But see, that's that's what my gripe be, and 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 it's not that I have a problem with white directors. Yeah, no. I don't have a problem with that. I do, however, have a problem when you're trying to tell a black authentic story. Mm-hmm. Can you tell them? Sure, you can, but you can't tell it the way a black man can tell it mm-hmm. or a black woman can tell it because that's add, their yeah. experience, yeah. right? And you will, they will add mm-hmm. because a lot of them are tone deaf. To our experience. Mm-hmm. And they really try to act like they aren't. Yeah, mm, you yeah, are, sir. So um, so when I make those, you know, um complaints about why is this white director telling this story? It, it I mean, same thing. Like, sure, I could write a story about a white woman's experience mm-hmm. and it might be damn good, but it probably won't resonate with a real white woman yeah, it won't be that is going through that particular thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just that that's all I'm that's all I'm saying there. So um shout out to to Shaka for that yeah. because again, we need black directors truly telling our authentic story. Unapologetically. Unapologetically. Black. And, and and that's the problem. That was the main reason for me coming in this space anyway, because I got so sick of seeing Caucasians all not just Caucasians, uh, uh, freaking Asians and, and and Hispanics telling our story. Mm-hmm. About our by our ancestors. It's mm-hmm. one thing to tell a, a story about a fictional black character that yeah. you think this shit happened to, but when you're telling something that we know is actual fact and fic, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. You turn it into fiction yeah. with, with your bullshit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and, yeah. and misleading the truth. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, like you know, like I said, I really you know like to see black directors telling black authentic stories. I digress. Mm-hmm. We can move on. All right. Yeah, I actually had something to add to the directing part this time. I'm, I'm proud of myself. Good, good for you. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the writing. So the writing, uh, yeah, so I mean, this was a, like a, a biopic about what happened between Fred Hamp mm-hmm. and uh, Bill O'Neill. And, I, I, you know, I knew the story before um, I had seen this film. I had seen a documentary on Fred Hampton and Black Panther Party uh, a few years back, actually. Um, I actually... Didn't know about Fred Hampton until probably like 20, maybe 2014. Because I, I, we, we didn't learn about that in school. Right. So I didn't know anything about that. And then I saw a documentary on it and saw what happened. I was like, oh, wow. And in the documentary, they actually showed um, the house that he was in. They showed like that that right before he got killed. And they showed how it looked afterwards. So I saw all that. And I was just like, man, that was crazy how they did him. And it was like, 
the government actually assassinated this man. Mm-hmm. And they, they tried to cover it up and got away with it. And then when it, it eventually got settled and the family only got a million dollars in the settlement. One million dollars. Well, granted, this was in the 70s, but still, one million dollars. Mm-hmm. That's all they got. And then for, uh, I'm thinking about when, uh, what's her name? That, that was killed like that same way in her sleep. What's her name? Um, Brianna Taylor. Taylor. The family got $12, uh, $12 million settlement. And it's like, yeah, you can't put you know price on the life, the life of a person, but uh, you it can. just wasn't enough. You know? And, and $1 was. million dollars definitely wasn't enough. Not for somebody who was trying to unite the people. And, I mean, in this film, you saw he wasn't just uniting black people with the Black Panther Party. He had got white people involved, Hispanic mm-hmm. people, all these gangs and stuff got together and were trying to just stop the police from being Pigs. Uh, Basically. Yeah. It you know, um, I didn't know much about Fred Hammond myself. I mean, I knew that he was part you said of Fred like, Hammond. We're not talking about the guy. <laughs> We're I blessed in the city. We're blessed <laughs> in the field. Um, oh, I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fred Hampton. Okay. Um, I knew about him, but I didn't know that much about him, like like you were saying. Mm. Um I learned that he was that young. I didn't know. 21 years old. He, when he was, was that yeah. young. Yeah. And to see how influential, influential and impactful he was at such a young age mm-hmm. that you can walk into these rooms yeah. of white people who are just as frustrated with the system yeah. and for you to be able to speak to their hearts, like for them to see past yeah. your blackness, see past all of the, 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 the prejudices they may yeah. have had. And and heard your heart. Yeah, you gotta think at twenty one years old, your brain is not even fully developed. No. And so he had no. that much power. Like people that were older than him respected him. Yeah. Yeah. It it, um, it was it, it it's it was amazing to see. Um one thing I did like is that it showed that how Dr. King like really had an influence on Fred Hampton because he was like he memorized all of Dr. King's speeches. And mm. he was like walking around reciting them. And that was one scene they showed where uh, Brenda, who becomes his uh, his baby's mother and his girlfriend in the film, um, he's walking around reciting one of Dr. King's speeches and she comes into the room. And I think this is like right before they become a couple. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, oh man, he really, like, he wasn't just talking, like he actually studied and knew what he was talking about. And he was really trying to unite people and change people's image of black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the 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 brother was powerful. Yeah. Um, but I think the script, you know, was a, a great script. I th- I think all four of the writers did a great job telling mm-hmm. his story. Um, you you really got to see what happened, even though they added um some characters that weren't in the story, like the girl she plays. What is her name? I wrote her name down here because she plays a character that's actually not a part of history, but she was added on. She was the girl who actually um held Bill O'Neill uh up. Up in his car with the gun when she heard mm-hmm. about the FBI stuff. She's not a real person, but they added her name was Judy in the film. Mm. Um, she's not a real uh, real person from uh, history. They just added her in. Um, but of course, I could see him having somebody like that in his, you know, in, in the Black Panther Party. I'm sure somebody was like that. I think. Um, I think. I think. You know. Of course. You know. The the story is authentic, and you know they mm-hmm. uh, add some layers to it or whatever. But um, I think the movie was bigger than telling us who Fred Hampton was. Mm-hmm. I think it spoke volumes to 
the different types of black people we have in our community. Um, and we've seen this Judas spirit yeah. happen over and over yeah. and over again, dating all the way back to how our black asses got over here in mm-hmm. the first place. It was a Judas. Yeah. It was a black person that helped usher our asses on those boats. <laughs> Because the white men couldn't get us to trust them. Yeah. So what did they do? They went and got them a bill. (laughs) You know, flashed them some gold. Told them some sweet nothings. And they brought their happy ass to the village and told us a bunch of lies to get us on that fucking boat. And that's exactly what Bill did. Um, That's exactly what that, you know, those black senators who don't speak up for black people mm-hmm. do that's what that yeah. nigga did who did did that to Breonna Taylor yeah what's that name uh, the one his name in Kentucky that, yeah that that prosecutor in Kentucky yeah uh, he is Bill yeah he is he is definitely Bill with a super cut haircut um, you know what I'm saying and I just thought that that was the for me that was the bigger conversation yeah. outside of you know introducing us to um, who Fred Hampton was it was also talking about Bill. A big part of this movie was about Bill. Yeah. And a big um, part of this movie was speaking to the people who operate like Bill. Mm-hmm. So ass of them running around <laughs> here right now. We see them on TV all yeah, the time. we do. We do. Um, what's the name that was in Trump's cabinet? The, 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 the brain. Uh, Dr. Ben, ben Carson. Carson. Yeah. Carson. Another one. You see? Yeah. I just, it's just amazing. Every quote unquote black messiah that has risen to power in this country that spoke for the people that were real, the genuine Mm -hmm. ones, they was always taken out by a fucking Judas. Mm -hmm. Never no white man with blood on their hands. Never them coming to do their dirty work. They always (laughs) get one of us. And it don't be hard. That's the problem. Yeah. It's not hard to get a black person to, you know, um, do some Judas shit to their people. Yeah. Especially now. Like. <laughs> All you got to do is throw some money, too. Um, I love how they named the film Judas and the Black Messiah. That was just so fitting because he definitely was a Judas. And then you had this guy who was like, you know, just really making a name for himself and, you know, getting people to see that. that uh, they were a revolution that it was gonna be a revolutionary and the revolution would be televised. Yeah. Um, One thing that they did say, um, I found very powerful when he got out of jail, Fred Ham- Hampton, when he when he first got released mm-hmm. and he came and did his first speech back, and every everybody in the community came to hear. Yeah. And he said, You can kill a revolutionary. But you can't kill kill the revolution. Mm-hmm. You can kill a freedom fighter, but you can't kill freedom. Mm-hmm. When he said those words, I felt chills. Yeah. Because while they have historically... Oh, yeah, okay. So we're back. <laughs> <laughs> now, while they have historically killed our black leaders that were truly for the people, those ideologies, 
those dreams, those those thoughts, they kept on living. Mm-hmm. Immortal. Dr. King, immortal. So you cannot kill what God has already ordained. Okay? You can't kill freedom. You can't kill liberation. You can't kill people's joy. Like, you just can't. Now, you can kill, kill the, the, the messenger. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can kill that. But it's, guess what? God got about 15, 20,000 more of those <laughs> in this earth. Rising them up as you knocking them down. Because his will going to be done regardless. Right? So, go ahead. I'm, I'm done with my little rant. I, I just found that <laughs> to be so um, interesting because here it is in 2021. White folks are still trying to kill freedom. Come on, man. Get over it. <laughs> Moving on to the cinematography. As we said earlier, the cinematographer is Daniel Patterson. Um, I was trying to see if it was a favorite shot that I had throughout the film. and I didn't write one down. Um, I, I did like the shot. um there was a shot in the beginning when uh, Bill had stole the car and he was driving off, um, driving through the nighttime. Some mm-hmm. I, I like nighttime. <clears throat> excuse me, I like nighttime shoots uh, or shots. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that was a nice shot. And then you saw the the cops in the rearview mirror uh, pulling up behind, rolling up behind him. I thought that was a nice shot. I won't say if it's necessarily my favorite shot, but I can't think of a favorite shot I had throughout this film. I don't think um, it was really, you know. Put an emphasis placed on that per se. Like I said, it was mm. more story driven, character driven. Yeah. Um, but I will say one of the powerful shots that um, I can think of is after they had um, raided the house and they had um, Fred's uh, Deborah. They had her in handcuffs and they had the gun. Oh yeah, pointed to her stomach mm-hmm. and then they went in the room and she was facing the camera mm-hmm. and you can see Fred's body in the background. Yeah. And then you see the officer go in there and kill him. Yeah. Cause they was like, well, he looks like he's going to make it. And then they shot two shots and they said it was good as dead now. Yeah. Um, and, and Deborah said in the, um, the real Deborah, mm-hmm. she said in the, um, documentary that that actually happened. Yeah. They really said that they had actually yeah. went in there and shot him while mm-hmm. he was asleep. Um, and for her and for me, that moment, it made me think about how people always talk about how black women are so strong and all of these things and how um, we're, 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 we're so fiercely independent and even down calling us bitches and mean and all of those things, all of the negative connotations that come with, you know, a black woman being, being strong. Being an angry black woman. Yes. And I'm like, look at the fucking trauma we go through. Right. And we pass it on. You know, trauma is transferable. Mm -hmm. Do you know that? That woman was pregnant. She was seven months pregnant when that happened. A police is putting a gun to her stomach. Not her her head, not her chest. He want to kill the baby. I'm surprised that she didn't get shot when they were firing all those shots in the house. Exactly. And she's like trying to shield Fred because he's not waking up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so she's going through this trauma with a baby inside her. So what do you think that baby's is absorbing that energy, right? Yeah. And then, and then she had to stand there and she couldn't show any emotion. Why? Why? Because she'd be dead and that baby would be dead too. Because if they would have had any idea that that was Fred's baby, they would have died that night. 
Now, do you understand why black women go through all these traumas, seeing our, our, our children being slain in these streets and we still stand strong, we still show up and we, we don't have tears, we're not broken down. Mm. And that's why white people don't think we feel. That's why white people don't think we have pain. Yeah. That's why they think we so strong. It's like we can't. We, 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 we literally cannot afford to have an emotional meltdown and breakdown like white, white women can have. A, oh, I had a nervous yeah. breakdown. We can't afford to do that. <laughs> we can't. Because if we have the nervous breakdown, then guess what? The entire community is going to buckle because we keep the community going. Mm. Yeah. Say we don't. We do. We definitely do. Because if, if black women disappeared from earth right now, black men would be in shambles. Even though y'all don't fuck with us like that, we still fuck with y'all. <laughs> All day, every day. Even though we probably pissed and mad at you guys, we still got your back. We still riding for y'all. We still holding the community down. Whenever mm. y'all decide to dip in and dip out, however y'all feel, we're consistent. Mm. I know this film struck a chord with you. I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. like, just when I saw her standing there and I just was like, you know, in my head, like we we've constantly watched our men, our children being slain. And we are still expected to stand there yeah. and show no emotion and keep on going. And it's just like as soon as we do. We're angry, we're <laughs> crazy yeah. and all of these negative connotation is just like. Wow. So yes, it did strike a chord with me. That's good. <laughs> you know? That's good. Um, let's move on to the editing. Uh, the editor again is Kristen Sprague. And uh, editing, I don't think there was anything that really stood out to me. Uh, I would yeah. say, like, a, again, when we were talking about how they took old clips mm. of um, different um speeches, speeches and protests protests and all that, and all that stuff and yeah. the way they blended it in yeah. kind of gave me a feel of um spike lee because he does do that okay spike lee um especially when he did five five the five bloods the five bloods he he did that um so that kind of put me in the same space okay as that um I that. um i did like yeah because yeah, uh the the actual interview with bill o'neill from the documentary that documentary is actually titled um yo they they made that shit look exactly yeah, the same yeah, yeah. i almost didn't realize that was keith yeah i was on the prize too the name of that documentary that lucky yeah, lucky yeah. i don't know that nigga like that <laughs> <laughs> um it was a documentary called i was on the prize too that aired on pbs in 1990 i went and watched that whole joint after yeah, i watched I the watched, film yeah, i watched a couple documentaries i watched that one though um and mm -hmm. then to, to, to find out at the end of the film of course that Bill, the real Bill O'Neill, he had uh, committed suicide mm -hmm. that evening after that aired. You know, uh, did you look at his demeanor? Yeah. The whole interview, he just seemed so nonchalant, so matter of fact. I think he probably got a lot of people that were just like sending him death threats or whatnot after that. And he probably decided he couldn't take it and he committed suicide. I yeah. mean, yeah, he. So did Judas. Yep. And they got about the same amount of money. <laughs> did you know that? Is it what Judas got? Like what? What did he say? Thirty-two shillings or whatever. I don't 30, even remember. 30, but because I think he got three hundred dollars mm. to Man. assassin to help assassinate Fred Hampton. That nigga got three hundred dollars. Well, he said with all the money he got. At the end of the film, he said all the money that he got accumulated. Yeah, that was like two hundred. But for Fred, to... his life was yeah. three hundred dollars. <laughs> 
think that think about that <laughs> like ah oh, man uh let's see so acting well i mean we've been the acting was just stellar to me fucking I mean, stellar lakeith stanfield i know he said he had to go through a lot playing this role yeah he said um, he had to go into therapy yeah and then Daniel Kaluuya, of course, we say he just won a Golden Globe last night for his role as Fred Hampton. Did a great job. It's just amazing to me how these actors from the UK can just grasp the American accent so easily and just. It wasn't just that he grasped the Amer- American accent; he grasped Fred Hampton's accent. Yeah. Because when we listened to him, because I was like, he. Re- it felt like I was when I first heard him. Yeah. I hadn't heard the real Fred. Yeah. I was like, it sounded like you're putting on a little much, buddy. There, like, because <laughs> yeah. it was, yeah. it was like, because Chicago people have a southern twang mm. okay. when they speak. Um, it's it's not like North Carolina twang, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's it, there's a little bit of a twang when they okay. speak. I and, did not know that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you listen to old Kanye, not not Ka- Kanye Kardashian. Um, Kanye the West. <laughs> Kanye the West. <laughs> Kanye the West, not Kanye the Kardashian. Um, you can hear it when he talks. It's like, it's like they be saying stuff like, yeah, you know what okay, I'm saying? Yeah. But it's not as country as us. And so he he had that, and and then he the nuance of how Fred ran his words together almost. Um, mm. he he was a good auditor, but he did talk. A little fast you know what i'm saying it was like like it was just a certain nuance to his specific voice diction tone like he daniel is almost i i I wonder i wonder if he can sing because the way he hears it's like he hears it in such detail i don't know if he can sing yeah i never heard him sing or like if he's someone who probably studied music he or might be able to though. You know what I'm saying? Because just like Will can do that sometimes. Like, yeah. Will and Jamie. Mm. Like when Jamie yeah, yeah. became what's his name? Um Georgia. Ray? Ray. Yeah. When yeah, he, he became he, he, Ray. He, he was Ray. He, he was him. Ray. Not just the look, not just the movements, but he, even down to the tone of his voice. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So I, Daniel can do that. Yeah. And I, when I heard Fred talk, and then I, I was like, let me go back and listen. I was like, wow, this dude, not only is he hiding his own accent, he was able to embody Fred's entire diction. He that was, he is. Was. That's talent. That's, that's fucking that's talent. Skill, and that's training as well. <laughs> That is um, talent. Yeah. So I, I would love to ask him. Um, maybe we need to contact his people and see if we can get him on the show. I, I mean, he might. Who, who knows? Um, I seen him doing some interviews with some people. Um, I seen this girl on Instagram. She ain't no big person. She yeah. be sitting down talking to all these different yeah. actors and yeah. stuff. So, um, the casting director for this it. this film is Alexa Fogel, and she was the casting director for the HBO series Oz in 1997. Um. So yeah, um, okay. Uh, I, of course, uh, I said Daniel Kaluuya did a, be- a good job. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield did a good job, and Dominique Fishback she played Deborah. She did an amazing job as well. She was in that first time I saw her was in that film Project Power on Netflix with Jamie Fox uh, oh, last year. It. Yeah, um, and uh, I thought we reviewed that. Did we review it? Mm-mm. I Not Project swore. Power. I could have swore we did. 
we mm. review power the show no the you sure because i'm i feel like steph was here for that I, maybe i'm wrong I, I, wait I, was it some I, like they went on a boat to no, they had rescue like, they some had like girl? a pill Oh yeah, 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 they did. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah all right, yeah, we did. we did. Yeah, we did. We did. Oh, uh, <laughs> that is, it just didn't ring a bell, you know. <laughs> um, so let's get to the set design and and the sound. Mm-hmm. Um, so the set design, the production designer was Sam Lasenko, uh, and the costume designer is, like I said, Charlize Antoinette Jones. Um, of course, the the set they made it look like the seventies. The cars, the fashion, everything looked like. You were in the seventies, like you stepped into the seventies, and they, they, I, you know, with them, as we said, period pieces cost a lot, a lot of money, and a lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of times they don't last long because if you're doing like a series or anything like that, because it's so expensive to to make and keep up. Um, mm-hmm. But they had a lot of producers for this film, like we said, Ryan Coogler was one of them, and um, he's doing good, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they were able to get a lot of money to make this film as authentic as, as possible, which was necessary because this film needed to 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 feel like the 70s it needed to feel like we were in the moments of fred hampton and all that happened um it couldn't mm-hmm. be low no 20 2020 looking film or 2021 looking film it needed to be like we were in the 70s mm-hmm. so i think they did a phenomenal job um it translated well especially from actual footage to now mm-hmm. um Especially when they did a confession with Lakeith, like I said, it looked exactly yeah. like it did in the damn um, documentary. So um, I think it did very well. I wanted to read one of these um, comments. <clears throat> okay. It says, a poorly developed FBI informant relationship distracts from Fred Hampton's story. Hmm. What do you mean by that, F.D. DeVolks? Poorly developed. Well, exactly. Sounds very. Let, let's see <laughs> what he got to say. This film could have been much better. Instead of focusing on what made Fred Hampton such a powerful person, his politics, his words, and his analysis, we for we were are forced to sit through a bunch of cop shutouts in a fairly shallow version of the informant FBI relationship sh- story that would have seen done better. And in plenty of other movies. Not sure what. Hmm. What? As the character of Bill O'Neill, who unfortunately became the main character of the film. What do you mean he became becomes the... The, the film is called Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas is uh, before Black Messiah. Therefore... Let, let him finish his point. <laughs> okay. Let, let him finish his point. Okay. We have no insight into his ideologies or his motivations. Only that he wants money. Yep. Okay. The, mo- <laughs> the most the imp- most the most interesting thing that we learned about him is the real footage of the documentary the feature that featured at the end which makes me wonder why I was even why I'm not watching the documentary instead throughout the film there's nothing about him that makes it believable that he'd be liked trusted or even integrated as an important person in the Panthers and as a close friend to Fred's to of Fred's Hammonds overall pretty Hampton. lame Hampton um sir he was avoiding going to prison so therefore if he, whoever how did he, you miss <laughs> his motivations <laughs> man I mean were you not there in the beginning of the film did you pay attention I mean for real <laughs> and then the fact that he even made mentioned that it it's unfortunate he became the main character dude 
the movie was about him. <laughs> Do you not get it? It was yeah. about their relationship and it was about the, the FBI's relationship. Yeah. And what do you mean is a poor development? That's how they operate, doo-doo head. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they operate. Like they they, you know, find they get you in a bind and they use, you know, the the um the consequences of, of your actions against you. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even just about the money. Which he he purely was motivated by money because that's what he was doing, riding around town trying to act like an FBI, shaking niggas down. So we already <laughs> know he was more money motivated, but he also was uh, freedom motivated. He wanted his freedom. He didn't want to go down for it. He didn't. As we they was talking about on the Breakfast Club, they was also comparing Takashi Six Nine mm. as a Judas. Oh yeah. Okay, because oh, you know, yeah. um, Bobby Schmurda came home. Shout out to Bobby. Mm-hmm. That's right. Said, yeah, he came home. To- last week yeah so they was talking about how um you know guys they were saying like um judas was also a reflection of guys like takashi 69 mm. and that's on the smaller scale right um of junk mm. dealers who are out here you doing the crime but as soon as you got to do the time now you want everybody else to sit down <laughs> but you yeah that's not <clears throat> right so bobby smurder on the other hand like he could have you know snitched on some people but, but he chose he, not he to didn't. he's like yo i did my part, and I'm going to do my time for my part. And that's called accountability, people. Um, so that's all it was. He didn't want to take accountability, and he wanted the easy route out, sir. <laughs> the other part is, <clears throat> I don't know if you don't, if you're not aware of how uh, FBI informants have strategically went against the black community, not just with Fred Hammond. Like, Hampton. Hampton. I know. I keep saying Ham, Hammond. Yeah, Fred Hammond getting here so she can hear your song. I know. Please, God. <laughs> no. Um, but, it, I mean, well before then. I mean, come on. Everybody know about the crack epidemic. Yeah. All right. You know, sir, get you some goddamn American education. Moving on. All right. Well, let's get on to this last top uh, component, uh, the sound. Um, so, throughout the film, there was a lot of... Um, you know, uh, like horn. I heard like a lot of horns. Like when something was dramatic was about to happen, they played the horns real loud. Um, especially like towards the end of the film. That's um, kind of like a seventies thing, isn't it? Yeah. Again, seventies. They're making it all things in seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really good. I, the soundtrack. I I heard some of the soundtrack, and I know that Nipsey Hussle, who was killed by a black person, yeah. Um, he has a song featuring Jay Z, and it's a shame that he had a feature from Jay Z after he passed. <clears throat> um, right. And then the guy that killed him was Snitch. Mm-hmm. That was the whole reason why he ain't want him around. Mm-hmm. Yep. Continue. Um, Snitches just keep. <laughs> they just bad a thousand, know, ain't they? They're going to get their stitches. If they don't get anything else, they're going to get their stitches. Yeah, because uh, Bill Show got his, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Um, yeah, so um, outside of that, I think... Uh, you know, music was, one thing I didn't mention, um, and this is not even with comp- the composer, but uh, I did love how they, they utilized or uh, integrated poetry into the film because um, Brenda was, I think she was a poet. Um, and so Dominique Fishback, she's also a, a, a poet as well. And so she got to actually write the poem that she recited at the end um, that she was talking when she was talking to. Um, Fred, thank you. I don't know why it's a little mind. It's, it's late over here. I'm getting tired. That's what it is. But um, mm-hmm. so she actually wrote the po- the the poem that she did at the end, mm-hmm. and um, 
she said that was a big thing, a big thing for her that she got to actually do that. And she actually got to sit down with um, I forgot Brenda's. Uh, she has a different name now. It's like some kind of like I don't know if it's a Muslim yeah, name, it's, but it's yeah. something. She has a different name, but she got to sit down with her and uh, actually talk to her. Um, so that was good that she was alive. She was actually talk able to talk to her. And then um, I know his son is still alive. His son is like he's like in his forties, maybe his forties, fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he still pays respects. His name is Fred Hampton Jr., of course. Um, he's also part of the um, Black Panther yeah, um, Cub Party. Mm-hmm. He is. Um, so I'm sure his mom, you know, they're both um, very politically involved. Mm-hmm. So um, nothing has changed in, yeah. in that in that arena. So and so, and I actually had seen it in one of the documentaries. You see him as the actual baby while she's being interviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just like, well, you just, now you see him as, as an adult. Um, but yeah, um, as far as compo- composing, um, that was only like the note that I had for composing. You have anything? Music wise? All right, yeah. so let's go ahead and rate this movie. So, I mean, we've already said how we feel about it. Um, mm-hmm. so as we do every week, it's uh, we're hurting if we didn't like it, mm-hmm. game blouses if we liked it, and if we are indifferent about it, it's playing in the background. Mm-hmm. So, Maria, what you got? Oh, it's definitely game blouses. Yeah, Game Blossoms mm-hmm. for me as well. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was a great film. If you haven't checked it out, make sure you check it out before it leaves HBO Max, or you can check it out in theaters if you are going to the theaters. I'm not, and I don't think Maria mm-hmm. is. <laughs> no, <laughs> but the theaters are opening up in Wake they County. Are. Yeah, um, well, that's one thing we didn't talk about as well. For North Carolina, if you're part of North Carolina, um, there was an update last week with the uh, the restrictions that we were in, and I had screenshot of that, and let me go ahead and pull that up real quick and just talk about that for a second. Uh, I'm trying to get to it. Okay, here we go. So the ease restriction. So now the nightly curfew that we normally had uh, at 10 p.m. has been lifted. We no longer have that. 30% capacity indoors at bars. So now you can go to bars uh, for 30, you know, 30% capacity. And alcohol sales are now being uh, are extended until 11 p.m. So you can get your alcohol because because they had cut that I think to 9 p.m. before, mm. and now it's 11 p.m. where you can get it. Uh, you have up until 11 p.m. And then sports venues capacity is 15%. Um, mm-hmm. The occupancy level has been expanded for gyms to 50% and for personal care businesses as well. Um, so those are just the easy restrictions that we have for North Carolina, if mm. you are a resident of this state. And uh, as always, uh, let us know what you thought about the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you can do that by going to our Instagram. At AO Listen Fam. And our Facebook page. At AO, listen to this fam podcast. Yeah, and you can follow Maria at Maria the Creative. And you can follow Kevin at Kevin J. Stone. And you can follow Steph at Steph the Director. Make sure you follow us on TikTok as well, too, because now we, yeah. we're getting active on there. Yeah. You know, I'm starting to like it. I, I know <laughs> I said before last episode, I was like, you know, oh, TikTok, I don't know. Now nah, that's like the main social media platform that I'm on. So, yeah, so, Kevin so, gave us 50 videos since then. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin is on there. Uh, I'm, I'm coming for y'all's next. I'm coming for your top influencers <laughs> next. I want to be an influencer. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, make uh, sure you guys are following us. Tell them uh, what your handle is, Kevin. It's Kevin J. Stone. You know, it's Kevin J. Stone on everything except for uh, Twitter. It's Kevin J. Stone 1. But, uh, yeah, Kevin J. Stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything. mine's is uh, Maria the Creative with an mm-hmm. 8. And I believe uh, Stefan's is Stefan the director. Oh, Steph the director? Is it Steph? I mean, Steph the director. Steph the director I do yeah. apologize. Yeah. So oh, follow. and um, make sure you're also following um, uh, Chalet's um, oh, yeah. TikTok as well. Yeah, what is hers? Um, uh, I could have swore it was the edgy chick. Is it the, the, the edgy? Yeah, it's, I think it is the edgy chick. Yeah. 
Um, Let me make sure, guys. She's like one of my hosts earlier. Let me see. Yep, it's the edgy chick. Yep, make sure yeah. you're following the edgy chick as, as well. well. Uh, yeah, and uh, we'll be back next week, and we're going to be reviewing the film the United States versus Billie Holiday. Can't wait to check this film out on Hulu. So. Yeah, I am actually yeah. interested to see what she does. Yeah. Um, she I didn't even know she was trying to act. Like they, they That said, came out of nowhere. Uh, my mom said she saw her on, I think it was Good Morning America, and she kept saying that she did not want to play the role. She wanted to just sing, like do like the voice for uh, Billie Holiday when she sings songs. But they kept insisting on her playing the role, and look what happened. Well, didn't want to be an actress, and now you got a Golden Globe, go. and that kind of pisses me off. I ain't gonna even try because <laughs> <laughs> you don't even want to do it, and then you get a damn Golden Globe. I'm out here scratching that surviving, trying to get these roles, and you, you know, that's another topic for another day. I was <laughs> yo when I told I told Steph, I was like, yo, um, Andrea Day, Andrea Day, Andrea Day just got yeah, a, a role. Day. Yeah. And uh, a role on um this movie, I was like, yo, she, and he was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, well, she's a singer, and I was like, yo, Kevin is not gonna be happy about this <laughs> because uh, these modes just be rolling in, just, just, just getting jobs, just, like, and just getting a getting a big. Like, you don't get like a BET award, for, you got a Golden Globe. Mm-hmm. That's big. That's you know that's some in your first role, like you got to work first. up that. You can't just be out here just getting that, <laughs> right? And then your first acting role is is a lead role. That's yes. Come on, you, you gotta work up for that as well. Anyway, you know Yo, what? Yeah, Cardi B film coming out this yeah, year. It is. You know what? I can't even. I bigged up at the beginning of the episode, so I can't even tear down now. I'm not gonna do yeah. that, even though I just kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> but y'all, you know, y'all let us know what y'all think about it. And if y'all yeah. want to see that film next week and review with us, you can also do that. And uh, you know, yeah. I'll, 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 we'll make a post and put it on the, uh, the page, and you can kind of. Let us know what you think about the film. Yep. And uh, yeah, we got, we're out of here. But we got to make sure we do oh, what? Man. Stay safe, stay sane, and stay sanitized. Peace. And stay